grow up and we are taught to fear almost everything. We are afraid of the unknown, of the dark, to be alone, to be left out of the group, to express ourselves, to make mistakes, to fail, to lose things, to be vulnerable. Our fear may even hold us back from following our dreams, truly living our best life, and quite often, our true destiny. Currently rocking in the school of life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about living life and loving Jesus. <laughs> so I hope I hope you're uh, enjoying all the new stuff. Um, thank you for hanging out with me here on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the good stuff so that you get notified when my next video appears. And if you follow me on uh, the audio platforms, um, I, uh, I'm on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And I'm also available on Facebook. Don't forget to check there. And if you're having problems searching for me on any of those platforms, just go to 100richard.com, click on uh, listen, and all the platforms are there, and you can even listen right there on my website. So thank you for hanging out with me and uh, doing all this good stuff. I've been enjoying doing this, and I continue to love doing it. And without you guys listening, it would just be weird. <laughs> right on. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about dragons, the dragon of old. I'm going to talk about dragons in an interesting way um, because our mind creates situations or imagines situations, and those things build up and become personal dragons. These personal dragons are a metaphor for the big fears within that are holding you back from our true potential. Now, there's two acronyms for fear. Fear everything and run. Or face everything and rise. Personally, I choose the second one. We slay the dragons if we can face our fear and rise above it. I once heard someone say, courage is when you're in fear, but you do it anyway. I love that. That's one of my favorite sayings. And actually, I, I, I utilized that when I played football because I wasn't very good. I didn't like getting hit. <laughs> and once I figured out it didn't really hurt me, I was good to go. <laughs> and this is something I've learned over time. If you do what you're afraid of, you won't be afraid to do it a second or a third time, which may not be necessarily good. Because <laughs> if you're not afraid of jumping in front of cars, because you didn't get hit the first time, it's still not a good idea to jump in front of cars. <laughs> and like I said, I'm, I'm not talking about like being afraid of the boogeyman or things of that nature or, or fear of heights. I mean, you can get over fear of heights, you know, those kinds of things. I'm talking about those fears that keep you from moving ahead in life. Like asking for ketchup at a fast food place when you're a kid. And now I've said this several times before, but it's a true statement. I have watched kids, little kids, be so afraid to walk up to the counter to ask for more ketchup. It's amazing. The simplicity of this is if you don't ask for ketchup, you have dry fries or you have a dry hamburger or you have a dry whatever it is 
Or maybe you're, you're eating chicken nuggets and they're flavorless, you know, so you need to stick them in something. And if you're afraid to ask for that ketchup, it's going to just be nasty, you know. So, <laughs> and it's funny to also see how quickly that dragon is slain when the kid wants ketchup bad enough. Now, next time you're at a fast food restaurant, observe children. Or maybe if you have children, ask them, hey, go ask for more ketchup. And, and you know, little kids, five, six years old, and see, they sit there, they sit there in fear because the, the cashier is doing whatever they're doing. They don't want to ask. They don't want to stop them from doing what they're doing. You know, <laughs> and I think it's hilarious. And, I, I, and it really is a thing, you know. And really what it is, I think a lot of times we get caught up in like fear of failure. And if you're afraid or that you're that you're going to ask for ketchup but they're not going to give it to you, that would be a fear of failure. Because I've also seen people not do anything because they're so afraid that they might actually fail at it. So they just accept the position that they're in and will never know where they could have been. It's, it's like the, we get ideas in our heads. God gives us ideas. God gives us these things to do. And if we're afraid to do them, guess what? They're never going to happen. Or they do happen, and they do happen like through somebody else because they weren't afraid to step out into that. And they're like, man, I could have been that guy. Or, or I, I had this idea a long time ago, and, and there it is happening over there. I could have, you know, so we have this fear. And so what happens is it sticks us in a place. A fear of failure sticks us in a place where we don't want to move forward. We're, we're so afraid of doing things that we can't get anything else done. And, and it's, it's kind of scary. And fear is something that can ravage your existence if you don't learn how to handle it. Life will bring so many things to us that that can break us down and that's you know what people aren't nice and people say bad things and they break us down and it causes a fear of doing things with people and it messes you up so or or maybe you've lost a job and and there seems to be no way to pay bills and you find yourself deeper in debt and on the verge of losing everything you become afraid for your family and future and you actually find yourself in a state of worry and, and can get into like a depression. This actually happened to me. I've, I've done this a couple of times in my life and, and I've learned over time the things to, to help get me out of it. I lost a really, really good job a long, long time ago. And, you know, it really messed me up. I, I couldn't get back in that same position. And I've had issues with the fear of success. I'll get myself in a great position in life, a place where I've never been before. And when you, when you get to a place where you rise yourself up to a place that you've never been before, now suddenly there's nothing before you that you're familiar with. So now you have this, this anxiety. You're like, oh my God, I don't know how to do the next thing. Or, or maybe you don't feel qualified for the next level of where you're at now and that's the only place that you can go. And so I, I, I don't have, or you're thinking to yourself, I don't have what it takes to go farther. And my mind would play tricks on me and I would get so riled up that I would find myself sabotaging my own success and then find myself in the area of losing everything. Um, I know back like 2003, I lost this job and, and I, I came really close to losing everything I had. And it was a very scary moment and I got myself into a depression and it took me a long time to get back to work and back out to do the things I needed to do. And you know what happened? And, and the process of that mind messing up stuff is that the dragon, the fear is actually just a figment of your imagination. It's 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 in there. We have the thoughts 
And it's a battle that takes place in the mind itself. And when we have control over that, and we, we, when we learn to, to realize, well, that's not a good thought, or that's a good thought, or that's a bad thought, and we have control of that, we can slay the dragon. And every day is a new day and a new opportunity to slay the dragon, to rise above and start functioning on a higher level. And the greatest thing you can do is find somebody to lean on, a person that will help you honestly and completely, someone who will never leave you or forsake you, someone that will help in all the battles in your life, whether you're winning or you're losing. And to put it simply, there is no person on the earth that will do that for you. Eventually, our friends will fail or there will be a moment of time. They may still remain our friends. I have a great friend of mine, and he's going to be on the show eventually. And I have this great friend of mine. He lives out of state, but we still communicate. We still have. But we weren't. I mean, we were awesome friends to each other. But sometimes we would mess each other up, you know. So, like, I would go, hey, do this. And he'd be like, no, I don't want to do it. And so on and so forth. And we would do these kinds of things. And or sometimes he'd get mad at me or something and not and disappear for a month or I'd get mad at him and disappear for a month. So we would leave each other all the time. But see, there's this one guy that will never leave you nor forsake you. And his name is Jesus. And he fits the bill of the person that can and will and do all the things I just mentioned. He will always be your first step. Living life loving Jesus is being able to have a quality relationship with Jesus no matter your circumstances, good or bad, hard times or good times. He is the one that keeps you moving into each new adventure. He's the one that keeps you moving forward into the things. Well, he gives you the ideas to begin with. If you can get your mind working, functioning and doing all that stuff, you capture the thoughts like the Bible says. And you capture and you go, okay, God, this, I'm talking to you. I'm doing all these things. And you're going to put me in a position to do something great or just to do something in general. And I need, he keeps you moving in that adventure. So when you get to the next adventure, it's different. And the dragons we face in these adventures are different. But Jesus knows where you're going and he knows how to guide you. Watch this. This is Romans 8, 37 through 39. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus. Now, that's the New Living Translation. So we slay dragons by knowing who Jesus is and knowing who he says we are. We overcome fear because he has already overcome. We just need to trust that we can do the things that we believe we can do and then go out and do them. We have the power to just do it because Jesus said we can. Now this is interesting because in Proverbs 29, 25, it says fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. So we have to trust in the things that he tells us. We have to trust 
in his word. We have to trust that he is able to keep us, hold us, and grow us. We have to also realize where fear comes from. It does not come from God. It comes from the enemy, the dragon cast down from heaven. You can reference that in, Rever- in uh, Revelations 12, 13 and Revel- in Revelations 20, verse 2, where he's actually, the, the enemy, the devil, is actually referenced as a dragon. And he works on our minds and thoughts. And here we have to understand that with Jesus, we have a mind that is sound and able to bring down the thoughts that the enemy places in there. This is a famous verse that got used a lot when COVID hit. Second Kim- um, what is it? Uh, Second Timothy 1, 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He wants us to use our brain. <laughs> you know, if you're afraid to do something, if you have a fear to step out and do things or to go on an adventure or to do something new or to level up in your position, you know, I'm going to say, hey, you know, if you're happy where you're at, that's fine. That's that's your decision. If you if you're if you're one of those that's like, you know what, I'm happy where I'm at. I don't really need to go and be the next level boss or I don't need to do these kinds of things. I don't need to try to start my own business. And if you're one of those guys that that's awesome, that's great. Um, no problems with that. God still loves you. <laughs> I'm just saying for those of us that have issues with fear, where we go, hey, you know what? I got to this place and I know there's something more for me, but I don't know what that next thing is. And I don't know how to function in that next thing. You know, I got I got asked, you know, I, I got asked to receive the tithes and offerings at my church. And I haven't been in front of real people in a long time. Doing video is so much different or doing audio is so much different than standing on a stage in front of 400 people, you know. And even though it's a five-minute segment, it's all I had to do was a five-minute segment and teach on tithes and offerings. I have some good stuff right here on the podcast on tithes and offerings. And I was, like, super crushed. I was nervous. I was actually very fearful of stepping out on stage in front of people. I hadn't done it in four or five years. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? I mean, uh, you know, I had all my notes. I'm good at doing that. I was all prepared. I made sure that the the production team, because I work on the production team normally or serve on the production team, I made sure they had my notes early before I got there so they wouldn't wouldn't be stressing over my stuff. And I was like, oh, man, I'm just, but I was like, ah. And I got up there and I did it anyway. And my pastor even said, hey, add this thing into what you're talking about just before I was supposed to get on stage. I'm like, oh, no, there's more. <laughs> and, and I'm one of those guys, I'm like, I try not to let people, but I was even telling people, dude, I'm totally nervous about doing this. <laughs> and But see, God, but this is how this functions. I had to get my mind straight seconds before. And this is, God wants us to live by his spirit and be guided by the Holy Spirit, which has no fear. And with the Holy Spirit, we will find love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control is what I had to use when I got on stage. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Before I get up here, I had to, I, I prayed a little bit, did the things I needed to do, got out on stage. I jumbled up some words. It was not the best thing ever, but it was good. And, and I utilized the Spirit of God to help me get through what I needed to get through. And when we don't live with God's spirit, we actually let fear in. So I was actually struggling with this, even though it was something I've done before, even though it was something, it wasn't new to me what I was doing. I've spoken in front of people for years and it it was just one of those moments in life and in time that I was like, oh, oh." 
And when I got done, I was I was still kind of messed up all day long because I had let that fear mess with me. So I just listed off a bunch of stuff that was actually listed in the fruit of the spirit. So I want to give you a reference for that. So Galatians 5, 22 through 25, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, also let us walk in the Spirit. So when I was going through this struggle, I was like, going through this fear, was I really walking in the Spirit? I don't know. But once I got my self-control, once I got that, the jitters and my brain and my heart were starting to connect and I knew I had to do God's work outside on that stage and talk about the tithes and the offerings and we call it generosity time at my church. And once I had to, once I settled in, boom, I was able to do what I needed to do. And I think that's awesome. So if we're guided by the Holy Ghost, if we're guided by the Spirit, we're guided by God, we're, we're running around with Jesus, we also have to learn to communicate with him. And how do we communicate with him? We communicate with him through prayer. So don't forget to pray. This is one of the best tools for dragon slaying. When we stay in conversation with God, we allow him to work in us and be delivered from the things that keep us down. He says that he will deliver us from our troubles. Sometimes when we're in fear, we forget that God is always near. And when we try and when we cry out to him or pray, he hears us and goes to work on our behalf. Here's Psalms 34, 17 through 18. The righteous cry out, the righteous, the ones that know God, the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. Verse 18, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit, a crushed spirit, an, an issue, something's messed up inside, but he will save you from that. And this is what I think is so cool, is the Bible is consistent. As throughout it, it says to do not fear in some way, shape, or form 365 times. To me, this means that we do this on the daily. We fight many dragons. Fear is the one that can change our direction in life. And as we learn to slay these dragons, we will crush fear in our lives and we will find that we will have a release, so to speak, where we can do anything and walk in overwhelming victory in all things. Right on, right on. Right on.